Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com. This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers. This is where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And now your host, Alan Kiger. This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. And my guest today is Tom Brislin of the multi-platinum band Kansas. Tom, how's your day going? Really good. Thanks for having me on. So, Tom, I want to I want to just kind of dive way back. Uh maybe your start of music, who were your musical influences and we'll work up to to what you're currently doing. Well, I grew up in a house with a really good record collection thanks to my older sisters and my brother. Uh it was all 70s rock in the house right. with and bands like Yes and Kansas and Foreigner and Zeppelin, all the all the greats. And I was reared on that music and I started writing songs even before I could read. Really? <laughs> yeah, there was a piano in the house and I just gravitated toward it. And I've been playing ever since I, I could really remember. And okay. uh, just all throughout the 80s and 90s, I just devoured music and it just seemed like something I always uh, was drawn to do. Okay. Well, you, you said, you know, you grew up on the seventies music. I'd say we're probably similar age. We don't have to tell each other exact age, but you know, my parents listened to some of the older stuff, but you'd go to your, your friend's house and they had a big brother, older sister, and they had all those cool records from the, from the seventies, which now we have. Did you ever think, I don't know what your dreams were when you started off, but did you ever think, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to play with one of these bands? I know that's kind of, way out there but it didn't cross my mind but i always knew that i wanted to be in a band and it just sort of started to evolve that i i would start touring with these iconic artists and it became more and more of a reality but it still seemed a little surreal over over time okay well we're going to start off you're from new jersey correct that's right um are you maybe the only person there that, or did I miss something in your biop? Did you not get an invite to the Sopranos uh, TV show? <laughs> no, that would that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> well, you, when you think of Jersey, I mean, there's a long line of uh, musical people, talented songwriters, singers. I mean, first one that comes to my mind would be Frank Sinatra. Uh, you've got Bruce Springsteen. You've got uh, John Bon Jovi. Do you feel, I mean, I know every state has their own people, but were those people now that you look to, you know, and say, hey, I'm from a long line of people that that make music from the state of New Jersey? Wow. Uh, you know, the thing about being from this place is that with the influences or, or with the icons that you just mentioned, it just showed that, yes, one could do this line of work and and be good at it and be successful with it. So that was really the biggest inspiration I took from 
the the Jersey icon, so to speak. But my my musical tastes were all over the world, and especially a lot of the British bands, Australia. I mean, just everything under the sun was fair game for me to just enjoy and and aspire to be. Okay. Well, you said before you really learned how to do much, you were already writing songs before you started, I think you said talking. Um, at what point in your life, you said you knew you wanted to do something with music, but at what point did you say, this is the career I'm going to go down? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make music for a living. When did that happen? Strangely enough, I've had a bit of a clear sense of purpose since I was probably like 10 or 11 years old. I can't explain it, but well, I was no, always trying to... Great. I was trying to form bands with my friends and I just never stopped. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, most people, uh, you know, took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do. And some people get that. So you're blessed. Um, before you became a member with Kansas from, from what I've read, from what PR people said in the research I did, and I watched a couple interviews of you, uh, you were playing with yes. Uh, you also did some time with meatloaf. I think, I read like three or four years with Meatloaf. What were those times like? And I mean, I remember Meatloaf being larger than life when I was maybe junior high, and then he kind of faded away. And I went and saw him before he made his comeback. I saw him at the Vogue in Indianapolis a couple times back in 89. You know, a place held maybe 500 people. So what was it like to go out there and be with an entertainer like that? Meatloaf was the first one to give me a shot at playing the big stages. And I'll always be grateful for that. I had been playing locally, like I said, since I could remember. And it was at that point that it really went worldwide for me in my career. And the piano chair in that band was very demanding. It's constant rock and roll circus going on there. And, and, and Meatloaf was very uh, connected to the piano. So I had a serious job to do i was only about 24 years old when i started playing with him but he really took me under his wing and uh it was a great experience and it set me up for this whole journey that i've had since okay and then you spent some time with yes is that is that correct yes that followed my uh, first go around with meatloaf uh and that was the band that i had the posters on the wall i knew i knew all their interviews i i knew their music uh, front and back and so that was a bit surreal but they they came to me and said they needed someone for one year and i said i'll be your keyboardist for one year and that that was we did the tour with uh, symphony orchestra in 2001 it was amazing well that sounds pretty pretty amazing so you joined kansas 2018 correct that's when they asked me to join. My first performances with the band were right at the start of 2019. Okay. And then you know, it says here that in 2020, you were heavily featured, um, you know, on vocals and in keyboards and songwriting on the studio album, The Absence of Presence. I think I read that you wrote seven of the songs. I wrote most of the lyrics on the album and music for about three of the songs. I when, when Phil E. Hart asked me to join the band, one of the questions I had was, uh, what about the songwriting? Do I get do I get invited to that party, too? And he said, absolutely. Show us what you got. So it just so happened that I was learning this tremendous repertoire of classic Kansas music that was swimming in my head the whole time. So the music that I was writing after that w was so informed by the the classics that I, I was learning to play with the group in the first place. Um, and 
I just sort of threw myself into the mix and any songs that, that needed words, I, I got to it and started sending some demos of my own songs to Phil and the guys. And uh, I would sing on the demo, uh, expecting, of course, our, our great singer, Ronnie Platt, w- would sing them on the record. But they gave me one song, the song The River Sang, which is the final song in the album. They said, Kansas has a tradition of having multiple vocalists. And so we, we want to hear your voice, too. So that, that was an unexpected thrill. Now, that came out in 2020, or was it recorded? I'm trying to think, you know, I'm going through COVID in my head. So you joined the band in late 18, you get out on the road, 2019, 2020 happens. Did you did you think, you know, the, like the, the dream of, I mean, the, our, everybody's world turned upside down? It sure did. Now, fortunately, we had recorded the album in 2019. Okay. <laughs> In intermingled with our heavy tour schedule, mind you. And uh, we, we managed to pull it off. But right when 2020 started is when we put a bow on it and it was ready to to go to the factory, you know, and be pressed into CDs and vinyl. And then, of course, like you mentioned, things really drastically changed so that the release got delayed a few months due to supply issues and all the logistics that were happening. But in July of 2020, that album did come out. And while I am sad that we didn't get to jump right out there and start touring in support of the album, it gave our audience a chance to digest it and get to know the album. So when we did finally get back on the road in 21, they, they knew the songs. That's so that, that was a I benefit, you know. No, no, no. Take take your time. That's what it's all about. It's fun. It's learning those backstories behind that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so you're in the band Kansas. Um, I hate to I hate to ask this question, but I I want to ask it for the for the listeners. You're coming in later. You're the newest member, if I believe. Is there a favorite Kansas song that you had growing up that you really enjoy playing, or? Is it the song that one of the songs that you've wrote that's on that new album? Well, I'm I'm really proud of being able to contribute to the the overall story of Kansas. That was uh, really important to me, and I take it really seriously. So I am over the moon about that. But I got to say, I mean, playing these classic songs that I grew up hearing my whole life, it's pretty uh, surreal. But but it's it's pretty awesome to to keep that uh, tradition going. That's amazing. This is for the listeners. Tom Kansas has announced their 50th anniversary tour, another fork in the road, hitting 50 cities. It's going to start June 2nd in Pittsburgh, PA, and it's going to conclude January 28th, 2024 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. What should the listeners expect to get out of that 50th anniversary concert? The listeners are going to get treated to a program containing music of, from almost all of our recordings. Okay. And uh, we're, we're going to really celebrate the long history of the band by touching on pretty much everything. Okay. Well, I got to say, it, you know, with that, they're going to be at Clues Memorial Hall, um, which is in Indianapolis, Indiana, on July 8th. Great place to see a concert. I've seen a few there. I saw John Mellencamp there. Uh, I'm trying to think who else I saw Striper back in, in high school. So, I mean, it's, it's a great place, you know, listeners to see a show. Uh, and that's their 50th anniversary. When you talk about Kansas, I don't, I didn't realize how many multi-platinum albums they have. They have a gold album, 
They've done 16 studio albums, five live albums, eight gold albums, three six-time platinum albums, one platinum live album, four-time platinum platinum single, Carry On My Wayward Son. That's that's a lot of a, a lot of records sold. And when you listen to classic radio, any of that stuff, Kansas is always being played. Do you, I don't know, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out how to get the words. When you're up there on stage and you're playing this, is there a mixture of all the, you know, grandparents bringing their grandchildren to come see Kansas? What's the age group of people? There is a bit of a generational span, I got to say. Obviously, the people who were there when it was new, a lot of them still come out and, and follow us and support the the new guys. And there's also some of the younger generation that uh, got hip to the band via the TV show Supernatural, which used Carry On Wayward Son. And uh, that that's a pretty unique facet because that song was so special to that show and that show is special to so many people. So we, 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 in, and, uh, we inherited a, a good fan base from that too. But I just find that if we just, we're just keeping giving our all on stage and just trying to treat the music as good as we can, that we'll, we'll just keep playing for every new generation that wants to hear us. Okay. Well, I, I went through and I looked through my ticket stubs and I, I found my ticket stub of Kansas and heart, but it doesn't have a date on it. They ripped off the top part. So um, it was a bit of my sophomore year. I remember that for sure. But I don't know if it had been 82 or 83, but it was Kansas and Heart. Heart opened up. Uh, we sat, was general admission. We brought some burly guy from school with us that was a senior. We didn't really want to, but he kind of tagged along and told us we were giving you a ride. But he wound up punching a couple guys in the front row. And we got front row seats and then... My dad knew somebody that did security. So Kansas was the first band I ever went backstage and got to meet. And there was something at that point in my life. I knew this is something I wanted to, you know, there was something special about music for me, not the way you do it. And I don't have the musical talent, but there was something about being at the concerts. And, you know, I kind of just sat back and listened when I was backstage and I listened to people getting, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was there from another radio station interviewing and somebody was there from Indianapolis Star. So I think it's kind of special that I'm getting to interview you of Kansas. And this this was the first concert that really sparked my attention to concerts. So, Tom, I'm going to ask you five easy questions. They should be easy. Um, I had a sixth one, but I didn't know if you were married or not, so I couldn't find that on my information. And if you are married, I'll take that as a, we can have six instead of five. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> I went with the five then. Okay. Pretty easy. Pretty fun. Your favorite hobby outside of music? I would say drawing, although I haven't done it in a long time. Okay. What do you draw? Whatever. I used to draw comics when I was younger, draw my own, really. Uh, I just always like creating something. Okay. Uh, The last movie that you went and saw? Oh, in a theater, probably uh, Black Panther, the the latest one. All right. What is your favorite food? This is a two-part question. Your favorite food to eat and your favorite place to go out to eat when you're on the road? 
I'm sure you have those oh. favorites that you've been to. I go through phases, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Indian food. Okay. And I uh, spent some time in India as well. Uh, so I, I, I have an affinity for that. And, and I'm, I'm happy to say that we travel all over the country, and I usually find a pretty good Indian restaurant if we've got time. Okay. Uh, this could be good or bad, but you're, and it could be with Kansas. It could be with meatloaf. Your most memorable time on the road touring, whether it was something great that happened to fan you met something the night the bus broke down and it was all bad. What's your favorite, your most memorable moment? The, the moments that really stick out at me are the ones where I'm the farthest from home. Like when I played in Japan or um, when I'm in my turf, <laughs> like when I played the venues that I used to go see bands in, you know, and so I would say, uh, you know, playing for my hometown crowd and playing on the other side of the planet are usually the, the times that that stick out as at most. OK. All right. And, and this kind of you kind of led to that, but it, a place you would like to go that you've never been and that could be personal touring whatever i wouldn't mind seeing hawaii or playing there for that matter that'd be nice it's okay. the only state i need to get to to get all 50 <laughs> oh so you so you played alaska then Ooh, yeah we did with kansas in 2019 we played the alaska state fair very cool very cool. quite fun um i'd love to go to australia to tour I, and i love seeing the world via touring and performing i just like bringing music to people and, and meeting people through music did do you get to see much of the country or you know our 49 states that you've been to when you're on the on the bus and touring or is it just meeting the different people and getting the experiences of the different states or countries we get to see the sites sometime there have been times when i've been to a place and it was just play the show and move on (laughs) but i do love meeting the people from the places that we play for sure okay now i don't know your whole schedule here but listeners i'm going to remind you again that july 8th clues memorial hall kansas is going to be on their 50th anniversary tour make it a stop tickets are available and you can also get um what they call VIP packages. Do you want to tell the listeners what a VIP package includes with Kansas? Well, there's all sorts of goodies in in the package, uh, like a a commemorative uh, laminate for the tour, um, autograph photo, uh, and a chance to get your picture taken on stage with the band. Very cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, we used to have a... um, a more in, intimate meet and greet type of thing where people would go down the line and see us all. But ever since, you know, COVID had changed the the dynamic of, of that, we, we said, what can we do that can really still give people a unique experience and said, like, like, come up on stage and take your picture with us at our stations. Be, be, be for the front person for Kansas in this photo. That's, that's <laughs> very it, cool. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. And of yeah. course, great seats. <laughs> Yes. So listeners, make sure you, uh, you do that. Um, one more question I want to ask you. You've been to Indianapolis a couple of times. I missed you when you were here in the fall. Is there anything when you come to Indianapolis, if you have time that you like to do or something you wanted to do in Indianapolis? Ooh. Well, I got to say, um, it's funny, you know, I see a lot of airports and they had some art installations from local artists. 
in the airport at Indianapolis, and I really dug it. So I, I'd like to see the art. I'd like to see, see what, what local artists are doing in Indianapolis. Okay, well, from where Clues Hall is, from where you're going to be playing, the Indianapolis Art Museum is two miles, maybe. It's it's very close. So that's something you, if it's something you want to do, let me know. We can, if you have time, we can... We can have a limo there and arrange and take you from point A to point B. I got a friend that bought a limo just to do fun stuff like this. So what better uh, way to roll up in a museum, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I want to say, Tom, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. I appreciate this. It's great to hear these stories. I, I only do this so the listeners find out a little bit. That's why I ask some of the five questions and try to mix them up for everybody. Again, listeners, July 8th, Clues Hall, Indianapolis, Indiana. VIP package is available. He told you what those are all about. Make sure you get out. It's going to be a great concert. I'm going to tell you, I had a great time when I was a sophomore, and that was that was a few years ago. I don't even see any gray hairs in, in your head. So um, <laughs> a long time ago, but a lot of fun and still love the music. Thanks for doing your part and contributing to the new album, you know, I think that's special that they get to let you do that. And thanks for being my guest right here today on Sights and Sounds. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger, sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. Join us the first and third Sunday of every month at 11 a.m. on WYRZ. And don't forget, if you miss a broadcast, you can hear the podcast at sightsandsoundspromotions.com where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with multiple locations in Danville and one in Pittsburgh. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 317-745-2700 or by going to their website, hawkeyestorageunits.com.